I think it's so relative and, you know, I feel successful, but maybe somebody else who somewhere in their humongous house doing their very important job and whatever would go like, oh, she's not successful, but I feel successful. So I guess in a similar way to me, yeah, it's a, a feeling that I'm contributing something meaningful to the world and living in a meaningful way. I don't know. I was talking to my husband about this and he said to me, like, look at our baby. Is she successful? And I was like, yes, of course. And she's thriving. Like, and I thought, wow, this is so true. Like, I feel she's successful because life is flowing through her exactly as it should. I feel like when things are happening as they should and you have the feeling that you're in alignment and life is happening through you as it should, deep down there's a feeling like, yeah, I'm right where I need to be. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hi, ladies. So before I let you listen to another awesome episode on Girl Skill Podcast, I want to share with you some very, very exciting news. Something that I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Well, actually, in fact, for the last couple of years. <laughs> and this is a video training, a one hour, actually 75 minute video training that is called The Lie of Female Success and How It's Keeping You Stuck, Unfulfilled and Draining, Redefining Femininity Work and Play with Anna Rova, aka me. You can sign up for this training at www.girlskill.com webinar. Again, it's girlskill.com webinar. And this is really my life's work, so to say. What you will hear in this training is actually everything that I've discovered through my own personal journey, as well as reading tons of books and going through courses and, and ju just really being on a quest to define what femininity is together with masculinity and a lot of things, what are the problems we're dealing with and how we as women can redefine our version of success and how we honestly live in a lie of female success. And this is not only my personal experience, but also the experience of many women I've worked with who went through my trainings and thousands of thousands of discussions that I have with women all over the world, as well as men. As you know, I've interviewed men as well. So what you learn in this training, again, you can go to girlskill.com slash webinar. Here's the things you'll learn. The modern female epidemic that's keeping women confined, unhappy and fulfilled and unfulfilled. Where the journey to success actually begins and how did we all get here? The essential forgotten element to any woman's successful life. The secret to attracting, sustaining and magnifying the relationship that you want. The true power and definition of femininity and masculinity. And the number one reason for feeling numb, stuck in your head and socially asleep. And really... In these six things that I mentioned, I will share with you, and this encompasses everything I know, how I went from being numb, disconnected, anxious, constantly in this hurry and trying to do it all to actually being deeply connected to myself as a woman, understanding what true femininity is, embracing my feminine cycle, being more relaxed and joyful, traveling the world, rediscovering my own version of success and doing something that I love, understanding men and rediscovering men and attracting and creating an amazing relationship with my husband and ultimately, you know, creating a family. And I believe truly that the result of this work has brought me to where I am today in my relationship, in my marriage, and also in getting pregnant, <laughs> reconnecting to my body, cultivating a sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it, making decisions from the heart, starting to do less, feeling alive and radiant. And finally, 
realizing that femininity is great power that is deeply misunderstood by the world and women themselves. So if this resonates with you, girlfriend, go to girlskill.com webinar, sign up for the webinar, and I can't wait for you to watch it. Hello, Girlskill listeners, and welcome to another awesome episode of Girlskill Podcast. And today I'm interviewing Holly Vodetsky, and it was hilarious because she was in her car by her house in the dark because she has a nine-month-old baby, and <laughs> that was the only place that she could do the interview, and I loved it. So uh, let me tell you about Holly. She is the founder of Shiva Shakti Dance, and a beautiful woman who basically through dance and feminine embodiment has transformed her life for 60 minutes every day for a year she was just dancing what she was feeling and as a result of that and also a lot of the training and, and education she's done through tantra and a lot of other modalities she now teaches women basically leads workshop in dance like erotic dance sensual dance and so we don't necessarily talk about this in our podcast but we talk a lot about motherhood and embodiment yourself embodying yourself and all that she has a beautiful website and i highly recommend that you check her instagram account that she Shakti dance while we talk about this interview. So what we talk about is really interesting. She really beautifully describes the feminine and the masculine through the perspective of, through a tantric perspective, which I found was amazing. And how she said, the texture of nothing that is something. And when she was talking about death, I absolutely loved it. We talked about our own definitions of success that are very much aligned. And it's all about how you feel about your life. And then, of course, we talk about embodiment. Holly is practitioner of feminine embodiment specifically, being with the body and uh, moving what you're feeling and all of that. So she describes why it is also important for women, especially, and uh, how it is actually a navigation tool. We then jumped into motherhood and sleepless nights and baby-led wedding and all of that and how, you know, our experience as, as mothers, because I have a seven-month-old at this moment, she has a nine-month-old, and how... Ah, the experience of motherhood just taught us so much, but specifically taught us surrender. And uh, I found it so, so beautiful. And we talked about our relationship with our bodies and all of that. And of course, some practical tools about how does embodiment look like on a practical level and how to make decisions from a place of knowing in your body where are your boundaries, who are the people you need to connect with or make you know, relationships with, uh, how do you make decisions? How do you go through life? And how actually this practice should become a daily practice. And me and Holly are like, we don't know how the hell people are living their lives without dancing it out, pretty much. We talk about sexuality and pleasure, and I share my very intimate experience of how sex transformed for me after childbirth and my experience with Sunday fun day. So stay until the end to get to know that. And also, of course, stay until the end because... Holly shares with us one, two, three, four people to follow online for inspiration in tantra, sexuality, and embodiment, and one very kinky, masculine, feminine polarity fiction book. Uh, I think she called it like urban fiction or something. So stay until the end, girlfriend, and I'll talk to you then. Girl skill, female success redefined. All right, girls, listeners, today we have a very, very exciting guest. Her name is Holly Vadetsky. I hope I pronounced it Close right. <laughs> yeah, and she's calling all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Well, all the way. It's very close to me, but very far away to most of the listeners. So, Holly, welcome to Girls Skill. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Anna. You're welcome. And for all the listeners, Holly is basically hiding in her car in the dark <laughs> simply because Holly, like me, is a new mom. 
<laughs> and uh, being a new mom, that's what we do. We just find the time and space to do what we do, what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only way I could guarantee no crying babies in this interview. <laughs> that's right. Well, my baby's now with my husband and my mother-in-law, so hopefully no crying babies there. But um, who knows? You know, I just go with the flow, like whatever. Yep. If there's some crying babies in the background, that's life. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, Holly, let's begin with a couple fun questions. Mm. What is always in, a, in your purse? My baby loves to play with the tape measure. So I carry a tape measure around with me everywhere now and just whip it out whenever we're at a cafe or, you know, a play group. That's, that's, oh my God, that's what's I love it. always there. <laughs> tape measure, love it. What is your favorite music? Mm, I love everything. At the moment, I really dig Bishop Briggs. Some like grindy bass that I don't typically get in my daily life unless I give time for it. So that really does it for me at the moment. Okay, love it. Who is your girl crush? Do you know I have such a girl crush on Angela Gallo at the moment? Have you heard of her before? She's an amazing doula. I heard her on another woman's podcast. And my God, I was just like throwing my fist in the air, listening to everything that she was saying. I think this woman could read like a recipe card and I would be like, yes, yes, woman. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, you should definitely follow her if you haven't uh, read or heard from her before. She's amazing. Yeah, well, in fact, I want to interview a duel on the podcast and I was waiting uh, for some name to come to me. So maybe, maybe that's her. Yes, Who knows? go for it. She's great. She's a phenomenal. Awesome. We're going to link to her also in the show notes for everybody listening. But for now, moving on, Holly, what is mm. the wildest thing you've ever done? Oh, well, um, I think a long story short, on my 21st birthday, I was on the wrong bus on a Colombian border with my best friend at night and getting pulled off like by people in bombers with machine guns and like hiding our credit cards in the shoes. And like, that was just a wild ride. And I made it to my 21st birthday. And I look back now at times where we used to travel without phones and details. And my God, I'm glad my mother doesn't know about it. And good story, but bad time. <laughs> wow. Well, that's definitely a long story short. Yeah, that's a very long story short. <laughs> yeah wow wow being on the, you don't want to be on the wrong bus in Colombia with no phone so nope. yeah <laughs> all right cool so now a bit of a serious question Holly mm. what is your big fear <sighs> what is my biggest fear I think my biggest fear is probably getting to old age or getting to some level of physical inability and not feeling like I gave everything that I could give that I still have stuff left in me that needs to be contributed to the world by the time I die. Like that's a horrendous thought to me. Mm, yeah, well, a horrendous thought for me is mm. dying in itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If I get there and like I'm satisfied and I've given everything, I think I'll be I'll be okay to like tap out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I guess that's the next level. Your fear is my next level fear because okay. you know <laughs> The fear of death and then thinking about, yeah, what, have I done enough or have I, you know, lived life? Yeah, that everything you had to give has been given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. All right, moving on to the two questions. Holly, mm. what is femininity for you? Femininity. Well, I guess in the context of the work that I do with Shiva Shakti Dance, it's, we talk about it and embody it very specifically because I'm sure you've had such a diverse range of answers for people to this question. And it is such a, I think, feminine and masculinity are terms that are so loaded in our culture 
it feels like almost we're hardly ever talking about the same thing. And I think that's where a lot of conflict comes out of, you know, gender roles and stereotypes and all these different things. So I talk about them that very much independent and is based on, I guess, more of a tantric background is we're looking at femininity as a primordial pulsation of the universe of everything that is is manifest so in its myriad expressions could be anything from like galaxies to emotional outbursts to rotting carcasses and sticky socks and the sublime angelic realms and everything in between to me femininity is life it's the manifest universe it's everything that we can experience with our senses from the darkest to the lightest to the heaviest to the deepest to the most sublime it's everything and contrasting to masculinity which is the the way we use it in in my work in shiva shakti dance is then the consciousness that perceives and is witness to that never ending infinite pulsating radiant dance of life of all of experience Wow. Yes. Uh, these are so, yeah, it is Ooh. big. How you describe it is really big. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, but, but also at the same time, it's so intimate that you can experience all those things through your body. Like there's nothing closer to you than that pulse that's living you in every moment. Mm. So how would you experience this in your body? I'm curious, such big concepts and like mm. you said, the universe, everything, life, the primordial. Yeah. How would you experience that in your body? Mm. Well, we have those moments, you know, for instance, when you feel nervous about something or you get a fright or you see a, a very sweet baby's face or you look at a beautiful piece of artwork and you have that little tremor in your heart that like something moves in you. There's a scintillating effect. There's an energy flooding through your body and it may manifest in all different forms, in endless forms. And, you know, we might label it nerves or fear or anxiety or love or beauty or sadness. But in essence, if we weren't to label any of these things as this is that and this is that, like it's all just energy. It's an expression of energy felt in the body. So while it is a very big concept that creates a framework, like really everything that we perceive through our senses in our body is just an expression of that same energy, the feminine, the the big woman, mother nature, whatever you, Shakti, whatever you want to call that, like it's right here on your breath when you breathe in and there's a, there's a tickle in your heart or you stroke something soft or you look at something beautiful in nature, or you hear the crashing of waves, like all of that is just this play of sensation and feeling and emotion through the body. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, so like throughout through the work that I do, we're looking at how can we become more aware and move with all of life in that way? Because often there's certain things that we think like, oh yeah, that's good and I want to feel that and lovely and or maybe I want to hold this and I want to stay, stay happy forever. Like I just want to be happy all the time. And then there's other things that were like, oh, grief, anger, resentment, like, you know, disgust, like I don't want to feel any of these things or, you know, certain experiences that we don't want to have. And the invitation in my perspective of the feminine and the feminine embodiment is to say like, can we be with all of this 
can we accept all of this as something that flows through us, like a, this, the art of our life? Because artists don't think like, oh, don't paint with brown because it's not as good as blue or something like this. It's like an invitation to the richness of life. Mm. And how in that context would masculine consciousness or, or being a witness play as well in our bodies? Mm. So we're, when we're looking at that witness consciousness, it's difficult to describe, isn't it? Because the mind is also part of the feminine and we can't actually really even use language or grab hold of consciousness because consciousness is prior to our mind. But we can use kind of words that help point us to that consciousness, which we can be and we know when we experience that resting and stillness, or we might say a, a vast background of emptiness, the that feeling like when you meditate or if you, I don't know, sometimes like if you're watering your garden, you know, and you're just watering the garden and it's like you're just there with the moment and you can hear the birds and you can feel the wetness of the hose and you're aware of all the colours in the garden and the shapes and textures, but it's like you're more rested in the stillness, these two aspects that are part of our existence, the experience which we might lean more into, you know, like smelling the flowers and seeing all the colours and merging and feeling what it feels like to be the garden. Or you might just be witnessing it and resting in a kind of stillness that enjoys but is not directly involved with. Does that make sense? Yeah, so kind of like, well, you're describing this definitely in tantric terms because I I don't understand half of it, but I'm trying to wrap my <laughs> mind around it so that the, the listeners can too. <laughs> yeah. So as far as I understand, it's like the, the feminine would be the feeling part of it. What you say, you know, the, the, the senses, the taking it all in life, universe, yeah. you know, art, richness of life. And then the masculine pole of this would be simply being aware. Yeah, it's like... If you consider the part of you that has always been there, that doesn't change. When you were five years old, you had a sense of being there, Mm. right? And then when you were 20 years old, you had a sense of being there. And every single moment, you're there. Even though the experience of life changes radically, you have a different body to when you're five years old. You have different thoughts, ideas, emotions come and go. Your energy fluctuates you know, you go different places. The experience of life changes dramatically, but there is something that stays the same. There is a background presence to every moment that doesn't ever change. And that consciousness that Shiva, we call in Shiva Shakti dance, is something that you can rest into because it's like life in all its beauty is constantly changing, is constantly dynamic. But when we want to be in that center to rest somewhere, like we can rest into the center in ourself that is always still and always present. So there's lots of different ways you can come to it. For instance, one way that we often talk about is continuing our conversation around death. <laughs> that that <laughs> if you think about what exists after you die, there's a texture there of a nothingness that is something. You know, like what is it that when your body returns to the earth, and there is no more world, like what still exists? Like there's a background consciousness that is a continuity in your life. And also if we extend it, it's like that consciousness that looks out through your eyes and experiences the world is the same consciousness that looks out through every single person's eyes. And so through it, we find this underlying unity that we can rest in and also extend compassion to 
everybody through because it's like it's like two flowers on a bush that look at each other it's like we seem to be different individual people but actually there is a background that connects us all Mm, let's prove that in because I'm ah, like, big, isn't it? <laughs> what the hell is she talking about? And then part of because that's that's my feminine, and then the other, I guess, the witness is like, yeah, <laughs> my conscious mind can't comprehend it fully, exactly. But then my unconscious is like, yeah, makes sense. And I love what you said, <laughs> the texture. Well, assuming of death, like what we talked about, of the texture of nothing that is something. Mm. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And it is hard to, like I when I'm training my teachers, I say like, if you ever feel like you know exactly what consciousness is, what the masculine is, what Shiva is, like you've missed it because we can't actually grab it. It's not a thing to be like, yes, okay, I've got it, but we can rest in that. It's like that feeling when... You're looking into a beautiful sunset and you become so like encapsulated with the beauty of the sunset that you're no longer thinking about, oh, here's little me, like I'm going to make lasagna for dinner and blah, 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 blah. It's like, wow. I can feel that you can talk about this for an hour, but unfortunately <laughs> we just have enough for hours in a row, I suppose. But unfortunately sure. we just have an hour to get through the subjects I want to get. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about dance today as well, because that's what you do and it's lovely and beautiful. But let's finish up this segment. So let's mm. talk about success, Holly. Mm. And I'm interested, do you consider yourself successful and why? I feel successful, but by my own definition, I guess, <laughs> which I suppose Everybody has to define their own success, don't they? Do you have a definition for success? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I came to terms with the fact that it's, well, it's like you said, it's uh, it's individual and it's definitely not what's being measured or what's the pretty picture that's portrayed to us mm. today, especially, you know, being a woman. So <laughs> for me, it would be like, how do I feel in my life and what yeah. do I do and how do I embrace the whole emotional spectrum and how, yeah, and my relationships and my contribution. And But mostly I think it comes to feeling how do I feel day in, day out yeah. and overall about my existence as a woman. <laughs> yeah, good. I would say the same thing. I think it's it's so relative and what, you know, I feel successful, but maybe somebody else who somewhere in their humongous house doing their very important job and whatever would go like oh she's not successful but I feel successful so I guess in a similar way to me yeah it's a it's a feeling it's a, a feeling that I'm contributing something meaningful to the world and living in a meaningful way that I don't know I was talking to my husband about this and he said to me like look at our baby is she successful and I was like yes of course and she's thriving like and I thought wow this is so true like I feel she's successful because life is flowing through her exactly as it should yeah yeah it's an interesting question about the baby you know because mm. we think about success as something that somebody has done in their life while how do you define success for a you know nine-month-old baby who can't even do anything for herself you know yeah I feel like when things are happening as they should and you have the feeling that you're in alignment and life is happening through you as it should mm, beautiful love it that's sometimes you know met with those lovely synchronicities and coincidences and opportunities that come up um, as little signposts but deep down there's a feeling like yeah I'm right where I need to be 
Beautiful. Okay, good, good. <laughs> and uh, last question of the segment is, Holly, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life moving through you right now? <laughs> I would go a 7.5 because I'm also very excited about going to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I think there's a, um excitement about life flowing through but that feeling like you you are where you're meant to be is a nice place to rest because then it's like, and I wouldn't assume that you as a mother can relate. There's like a whole lot of messiness and ups and downs and confusion and letting go and new things and all of this can really rock the boat and, you know, have you feeling intense, all kinds of stuff. But at the same time, when you can rest in that, like, yeah, I'm still right where I need to be. Like, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about motherhood, Holly, mm. and uh, about embodiment in motherhood and pregnancy, because both of us, as we discussed before, you know, both of us, so my baby's seven months, your baby's nine months, we mm. both have girls, and I've been telling you how, you know, I've, I wanted to interview you for a while, and then as soon as I went for it, and I saw that you're pregnant, and uh, well, you were almost at the verge of giving birth. <laughs> okay. Then I looked at all your videos and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not probably not a good time. So I'll wait until, <laughs> you know, she's done, went through this passage and then we'll talk. And so here we are. But before we, we talk about this, because I'm super passionate about this mm. and I'm curious what, what you have gone through, especially after doing the work that you're doing and, and well, through, you're doing it yeah. still. But so let's talk about this a little bit first. So introduce yourself to us and tell us what you do for context of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so the dance modality that I teach is called Shiva Shakti Dance, and it's a devotional erotic embodiment practice for women. So it's about getting in touch with how you feel, not just how you think you feel, and creating that intimacy with life and how they can enhance your life through the body and also expanding your capacity to be with the full spectrum of life from the unpleasant to the most blissful. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know that you have a tantric background and lineage mm. and I was I was reading your bio and frankly there's some words and names that I can't like I was trying to pronounce them properly in like Sanskrit names or something I'm like can't even try. They all end in Ananda. So there you go. Blah, 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 yeah. Ananda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've come. So how, how long have you been doing this actually? And as far as I understand, you know, and looking, everybody, I encourage you to go to Holly's Instagram account. It's called Shiva Shakti Dance. Mm. And uh, you post pictures and videos. And I, I absolutely love it because, you know, I'm obviously, you know, Jenna Ward. Yeah. And I know you are some sort of besties with Jenna Ward. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And from all of the listeners, I've interviewed Jenna on episode 69 I believe or 68 and anyways Jenna is my coach and I've trained with her and I cer I'm certified with her in feminine embodiment so we pretty much do almost the same thing you know yeah. and I, when I came to this and started moving what I'm feeling and primal feminine flow and mm. in, in fact this is my daily practice and right. now and honestly I'm like when I talk to women and you know I see them going through things and I'm and I'm thinking to myself how do they go through life without <laughs> having this tool <laughs> And birth. Yeah. Were you doing it before birth? I was doing it before birth. So I'm, I want to talk to you about birth because my experience was, well, 
Okay, we'll talk about it <laughs> in a second. But I haven't, no, I haven't experienced that through birth necessarily, but I was preparing and, you know, with pregnancy, I was dancing, but I haven't been doing this for a long time. But anyways, there's a lot of revelations that came to me through the body. But today, I mean, that's why I teach my clients and to do the moving meditation. But I'm thinking, how do humans go through life without, you know, liberating tension through moving their body? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> how does everybody live and go forward? <laughs> wake up every day and just go it's so freaking hard yeah it is hard and and I really feel for that hardness and maybe not having the tools to know how to even begin to unravel some of that tension and find new pathways of pleasure and live in a more fulfilling way like yeah I think everybody should find some embodiment practices because god we need them in this modern life Mm -hmm. So before we talk about motherhood and birth and pregnancy and embodiment of all of that, because I'm very interested in what you have to say, if you could just describe to us, what is this for everybody listening who's still unfamiliar with the term embodiment? Mm. What is the importance of the body in our lives and processing emotions and you know mm. using this as a tool to move forward and be successful in our context, or in our description of success? Yeah. Well, I guess on one level, the way that I see embodiment is it's the invitation of our physical body into the present moment because, you know, our mind can go into the past and into the future, but our physical body is always here and now. Like that's revolutionary to me. I think about it all the time. Just that simple act that like, you know, our body's here. Like it doesn't go anywhere. So we have this amazing stable anchor into the present moment whenever we choose to. So it's the capacity to accept that invitation and drop our attention down into our body to feel what's going on in there, what sensations, emotions, feelings, thoughts are occurring in our body. What is the wisdom that we can receive from all the impressions that come from our body and be with what actually we feel and not what we think all the time because those can be two pretty radically different things. And our body has that connection with all of life. So it's innately intelligent and extremely wise. So on one level, it's this ability to be present through the body. But on a really day-to-day -day practical level, as you said about unwinding tension and you know loosening up things that have a stronghold on us or numbness or trauma or stress of all of these things, body embodiment absolutely gives us the capacity to move those things through the body. So not only just to be with what is there, but also to allow things to unravel a little bit so that we can function easier, so that we can know, ah, yes, like my body's telling me go here. No, don't go here. Yes to this. No to that. Like all of these things can come from intimacy with what we're feeling. Mm. And why is this important for women, especially today? For women, well, women, I mean, everybody can connect equally to their body, but there's a wisdom that women have, I believe, that, and especially in motherhood, that intuitive factor that comes so much more naturally to women that allows them to really be with what is there and make choices from that place because there is so many expectations on women that is, it's like we're nearly always in a double bind. It's like breastfeed, formula, work, don't work. You know, like everything you do, there's somebody else saying like, no, that's not the right way. And so our body has the capacity to connect us to what is right for us. What is the clearest way for us? What is going to bring us the most pleasure? 
I think as a navigation tool for women, like we need that because there's so many different stories telling us what is success, what we should do, what we should be, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like what you're saying. It's especially in motherhood and I know exactly what you're talking about because I don't think I've been that conflicted in such a short period of time about so many different topics, you know? Mm. It was like I thought I knew things and then I was throwing into, and I think it just started with the moment when I realized I was pregnant <laughs> and then it never freaking ends. And so I love what you said that navigating tool and and I think like let's talk about embodiment in motherhood and pregnancy because you're mm. right it's like well I'm curious what you're going through now Holly your baby is two months older my baby currently starting solids and so yeah. this whole solid quest oh my god do I do baby led winning or do I start current purees and like <laughs> do I do one thing or another how many freaking Facebook groups and books and mm. experts and it 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 never stops and no one agrees on anything I know and so the only thing <laughs> that I can do or the only tool really that is true because I don't know what else would be because like you know and I've tried many different things I've actually switched approaches to sleeping training or whatever Mm -hmm. but the only thing I know that I have is my own guidance like my own emotional guidance system and my body yeah so tell us about your journey or maybe we can have a discussion with pregnancy and motherhood and embodiment yeah well absolutely I I totally agree like for me recently I also had a some nights around the eight-month period where my baby stopped sleeping. <laughs> it was just waking up every single hour. And I had the thought, like, like, okay, I know babies don't sleep through the night and blah, 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 but this is too much and I need to do something about it. There's got to be a solution to this. So I found someone who does gentle sleep training, even though I'm like quite against sleep training. I don't like the whole premise of it. And we did it for a couple of nights and it was okay. And then teething and deep inside me whilst on one level I was like no I've just got to stick with it and la 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 on another level every maternal instinct in me was like no way like I just want to pick up my baby and hold her and not let her cry and Hmm. you know every part of me was like this is what this is how it's supposed to be and so I actually failed at sleep training (laughs) I hear so many mothers saying this. It's unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, there was a real grief around knowing deep inside me that the best for my baby is co-sleeping with an adult, being nurtured when she cries, being attended to, responsive, all of that. But at the same time, acknowledging that we live in a world where we don't have a village to help us. There's not like half a dozen adults that are helping with that job. There's just me and my husband sometimes. And the grief around feeling that, well, I know what I feel, what intuitively I feel, what I think is a biological urge and knowledge, but it doesn't meet my experience in modern day. And so how am I going to manage that? And I kind of came at least for now to the solution. Well, I just, I surrender to being tired for some years. And since I stopped thinking that there's going to be a solution to the problem and I actually just relaxed and surrendered to like okay this is the way it's going to be it's so much easier and that comes back to being in my body and being with okay here's my tiny baby who's so sweet and she's only going to be small for a short amount of time so I surrendered to this like I signed up for it anyway (laughs) but I'm going to be with this and not have the mind dictating like oh 
you know, that I should be able to do something or solve this or blah, 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 all the stories that come along is just like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm here in my body and this is the best that I feel for me. Yeah, I, I share this experience in the sense that, oh my God, it's, it's such a practice of surrender, isn't it, every mm-hmm. single day. Like I remember I had to consciously train myself because I would go to bed and I would dread, like, I don't know if you felt it, but when she was so <laughs> tiny, like I go to bed, you know, my head hits the pillow and I dread the cry. I'm mm-hmm. like, what's the point of falling asleep? Oh, no, 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 no. If she just start, like, it was crazy and I had to overcome it and I had to tell myself, if it's, you're going to deal with it when it comes. Mm, and yeah. then, you know, sometimes around two and a half months, she started sleeping through the night <gasps> wow. and that was crazy. And I felt so lucky. And then around five months, she started waking up twice, <laughs> which is fine, mm-hmm. you know, in comparison to other moms. But I see what you're saying. It's like I had, I had to just surrender, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not, I was, I don't know if, you talk about the same thing because I started to get frustrated about, you know, her not fitting into my schedule and my work and Mm -hmm. and my life and everything. And then I quickly realized that uh, that's not going to work and that I have to let go of complete control and just freaking surrender and be okay with it. And then so every single day, I think every single moment, like tonight, she was just waking up every hour, I think, because of teething or was she did a massive poo this morning. And uh, anyways, <laughs> and then I'm just like, well, this is what it is. And in fact, I had to cancel my interview at 7.30 a.m. I had to let my husband take care of her while I catch up on sleep. And, and yeah. this is how I roll now. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, and it's really like, <sighs> I think when there's the surrender to it, it's fine. Like a, a lot of the suffering that I felt is actually because in my mind, I think it should be some different way. And when I'm in my body and just feeling and being with the moment, it's it's actually quite enjoyable. Like even the shit bits are quite enjoyable. Yeah, you're right. I think um, when I did my yoga teacher training, there was something about pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Mm, yeah. And I love what you said about suffering. It's really true. Suffering is when something doesn't go according to your own plan or version or whatever. That's why I gave up feeding my daughter with purees because I was just getting so freaking stressed about the whole Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) I gave up having her in the routine because after three days I was just stressed and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go with the flow, you know, with everything. And in fact, it taught me so many things about life in general. And Mm. I think, and I'm curious, what do you have to say about this, Holly? Like I, I wrote an article how motherhood taught me basically be a better everything better entrepreneur better human better woman like everything so what's what's your experience absolutely uh just on that same note when you were talking about the suffering being optional i remember when i was doing some birth education program when i was pregnant and they had a study where they said 70 percent of perceived pain is just mental like 30 percent is actual pain in childbirth and 70% is actually just the extra suffering we apply to perceiving that pain and making it bigger in our head. 70%. So you think about the capacity for embodiment to keep you rested and moving with whatever you're feeling in your body and a lot of like childbirth becomes easier, not that it's necessarily magically easier, but just letting the mind relax down into the body and allowing the body to inform what you're doing, oh, I couldn't agree more that 
the choices that you make become so much more intelligent and harmonious when they come from the body because it's moving with how life wants to express through you, not what we think it should do. Like we're constantly some living when we're living from our mind, we're constantly trying to push life around and mold it into what our version of what we think things should look and be and have happen when we have such an opportunity to like feel ah okay what do I desire like what's already moving through me what's here what does my intuition tell me is the best path forward what do I need to say no to what do I need to just let go of like all of that can come through the body Holly can you give us some practical examples because I think for a lot of women listening who are not you know let's say who are not on the path of even embodiment and are curious about it mm. when you talk about letting the body pretty much lead and be with what is and listening to the body and the intuition coming out what are some practical examples in your life and then what are the, some of the tools that maybe you use to to make these decisions or to hold mm-hmm. your boundaries to know mm-hmm. when to say yes or no yeah Well, I think it starts with an intimacy with your body because to use your body as a navigational tool, we we need it to be sensitive. We need to have some awareness of what we're feeling. So that process happens by like some great tools is pipe primal feminine flow or we do a lot in Shiva Shakti dance about sensitizing the body through taking time to slow down, to touch the body, to breathe into the body and to feel what is there. So that could be as easy as closing your eyes and just moving whatever you're feeling in that moment and having an openness and curiosity just to explore what's there. Like that's kind of the basic route in and then there's lots and lots of different tools that you could take that to. But once there is a sensitivity with the body, the navigating factor could be something as simple as, I'm trying to think of an example. It could be as simple as if you have a question like, should I do sleep training or should I just close sleep? <laughs> and you might close your eyes and like bring to the forefront of your awareness, I'm going to co-sleep for the next five years or what, however long. And you start to feel that and, and maybe you move with, whatever comes up and maybe it's like oh but it makes my shoulders so sore and like you know and you move with what it what's there and then maybe you go okay I'm going to do sleep training and then you start to move with that that is you start to like feel okay I've got to like leave the room when my baby's crying for me how does that feel and the body knows which like you can feel which one brings more tightness into your body which one brings more relaxation and that in itself it can be okay move towards the one that gives you the most peace and relaxation and joy which one makes you feel more expanded which one makes you feel more contracted yeah you you know if we're talking about the same things i feel it and i constantly talk about this with women that we feel it with people we feel it with Mm. like decision making in business or the energy of the room and it's amazing how we feel it, but we don't consciously kind of realize it. But when you really yeah. think about it, oh my God, like before even the person starts speaking or if I enter a room or, you know, if I need to make a business decision that now, because I have A, sensitized my body through mm-hmm. more than a year of daily practice, B, I'm learning tools to navigate different things. Now I can literally feel it. Yeah. And it's easier, becoming easier and easier because I'm more sensitive to it. And mm-hmm. in fact, I start magnetizing things that I really want so in my life yeah I don't have people that 
you know, are not aligned with me or I don't have many situations. Of course, I have ups and downs and obstacles, but I know how to navigate through them. Mm. Would, would you, would, would these be examples as well? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that come, that sensitizing also, it, yeah, like you said, it creates a kind of resonance with who you tend to interact with in your life. And if you're connected to your own desires, that naturally creates boundaries that people tend to respond to, whether you're, you know, consciously aware of it or you're just holding what you desire, that frequency. But also when you do come across people who, I don't know, you can sometimes perceive you interact with someone, you're like, oh, this is a bit off. Like I don't, my energy in my body is contracting or I feel tense when I'm in this situation. And the practice of trusting that, of not having to go through the mind and question oh, no, it's just because the cafe was noisy or because they were wearing a green shirt or, you know, you know, trying to reason your way through, trying to understand this tangible, visceral sensation you have in your body. It's like, okay, that person, no. <laughs> or that situation, no. I recently had someone on Instagram, a huge influencer on Instagram, and I knew that if I have her on the podcast, mm. this would make uh, miracles for my podcast and my work. Mm. And so, and it was such a pull towards, you know, messaging her and get, you know, going for it and getting her on the podcast, but our messages are not aligned. Like I literally, right. if she would get on my podcast, I would literally be going against what I preach for the result of getting more listeners or whatever. Mm. And then I just felt into it and I just get, got like this, well, not necessarily a yucky feeling, but when mm. you talk, like just closed. And I said, no, you know, mm. and I, and I, and I sense that in your work and in mine, Holy, people feel it. People feel yeah. when you're getting someone for the sake of getting, mm. you know, maybe it's like an agreement or whatever for affiliates mm -hmm. or clicks or whatever. Like, I don't want to do that shit. It doesn't <laughs> feel right, you know? And then yeah. that's that's an example, in, in I guess, in business and, you know, doing yeah. things. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is, did you feel after you had made that decision based in the integrity of how you felt in your body that, you created a whole new level of attracting people just as influential but who are aligned to you because you said no. It's like you have this great space for the yes then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because every time you say no to something, then you create yes for the right people or for mm. the right clients or for the yeah. right guests, you know. And yeah, so that's really interesting. So, Holly, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we move on, um, you know, to unfortunately to ending this interview mm. and to the people and some of the books that you'd recommend. I want to talk quickly about sexuality and pleasure because I know you yeah. talk about this and I'm sure in your work you do this. And I want to share something with you that I, I think you're the person, perfect person to share this with. And I'm curious sure. if you've experienced it. So, you know, for me, sex and pleasure was something... I think like for an average woman, oh yeah, just something that is. I, I don't think I thought too much about pleasure in general, simply because I just had my, uh, what is pleasure, whatever, you know, when you feel mm -hmm. good. And sex as well, like it was a great experience, but I don't think I was 
like attuned to my body that much. And so mm-hmm. what I've discovered is after, you know, there was, I think, three or four months when my sexual experiences with my husband were quite painful, honestly, after childbirth. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, when is this going to end? Like, this is a disaster. You know, everything hurts. And then I think around the five month mark, we actually started doing a Sunday fun day. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it actually works miracles. Like, I didn't know that scheduled sex can be so freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and in that hour that the baby sleeps, we roll her into a different room and we get with it and it's freaking awesome. So <laughs> I have never experienced so much pleasure. I mean, yes, I had, I think I could compare my the beginning of our relationship because obviously, you know, there's a lot of attraction and passion, everything. But now I don't even care if there's an orgasm. I just mm. want to be intimate and like he kisses my whole body and you know when we have an orgasm or whatever I just like this is my reset button for the week and I treasure this moment so much and and it's a quite a bit of a transformation because before I, I I never experienced it now even half an hour of you know my husband and me touching each other being so intimate so present Mm -hmm. in our bodies perhaps like and that's my question to you. Why is this happening? And did you have this experience? But just to finish off is, I assume that something with childbirth happened. And second is because I had all of these tools, like for more than a year, actually, I've been practicing embodiment every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what you have to say about this. Please explain this <laughs> dilemma that's in my head and this my body. Delightful <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I can, I can tell from my experience and other women that I've talked to, to about this for sure after childbirth for me the quality of my sexuality skyrocketed the quantity decreased after childbirth for the obvious reasons of you know babies needing care but Funday Sunday sounds excellent I think it's got to do with a few different things one is that when we are giving birth it seems to touch a primal aspect of ourselves and that feminine nature because life literally flows through us in such an uncontrollable way. Like, you know, there is no controlling the process of childbirth. It's it's happening and you have to surrender to it. And I think that gives a lot of women the capacity then to take that same experience into the bedroom and let go of all of the oh, should look like this, expectations, got to have an orgasm and please my partner and this kind of pleasure and only want to see my body in this way. And at least for me, after childbirth, that just hit another level of, I can just be with it all. Like nothing is too much now after giving birth. So there's that aspect. I think there's a physiological aspect around the cervix having been so open. It's different for every every woman, obviously. My experience is that it became a lot more dark, like the depth of the dark energy that I could bring through my body and my relationship was much more easily accessible. When you say dark, you mean like aggressive? Sometimes like I feel like it, our sex can, go, can get so violent, like in a really heart connected way, but can be so raw. And I think for me, that fills me so much because, and maybe like you, is the journey of motherhood has so many initiations that are so frustrating and exhausting and deeply sad and 
everything. It's like in the bedroom, in that moment of sex, it's like all of that can be there. And my husband in that more masculine role, like can just be present to that for me. And I don't know, to me, it feels almost like the the archetype energy I'm with mostly uh, sexually and when I'm dancing is like a deranged mother, like this, like the, a caged animal that gets let out. <laughs> to me, it's that feeling like, yes, I can just let go of everything, of all the responsibilities of being this reasonable, responsible, well put together, functional person in my daily life. And in the bedroom, I can just be like, a total animal and like let all of the stuff that builds up in the body the frustrations that you don't have time to necessarily do like all your practices and speak and communicate properly with your partner because time's short and everybody's tired and it's like in that moment of coming together there's no need for reason it's just like here's everything and like we can just love it Mm, beautiful. I love it. And it's, you know, when I was learning about embodiment, I think the question that I posted, you know, when Jenna was describing like what embodiment is or an experience, and I was like, oh my God, this is like sex through feminine embodiment, which is basically moving your body to what you're feeling mm-hmm. or moving what you're feeling through your body. Sex is the same thing where yeah. we basically let down all of our guards and we're just so raw and primal. Like I literally feel like my mind switches off like there is a switch it just switches off when I dance and when Mm -hmm. I'm in the bedroom and I completely agree with you like the relationship with my body transformed after childbirth I don't give a shit anymore and I talk to mothers I think like so many mothers tell me the same thing like their boobs are hanging out everywhere I don't even I don't have any shame about my breasts anymore like (laughs) totally I don't give a shit because what I've been through and what my body has been through and we didn't talk about our birth stories but anyways maybe another time it's just freaking incredible and my man witnessing me through this an initiation of yeah, because it's like I think about, you know, my uh, husband had seen we have the archetype of the wild woman in Shiva Shakti dance. So he had seen me in some like pretty raw primal expressions. But then after childbirth, it's like he's seen the most sublime, miraculous, beautiful, powerful, like your wife giving birth to another universe, like in the form of a baby. And he's also like seen me shit myself and like (laughs) (laughs) That's why my husband was by my shoulders. He didn't look at it. (laughs) Cause I'm not sure of the consequences of our relationship after that. (laughs) But like I you know, there's there's nothing that I can't show him that he would be grossed out about. It's like he's with the whole of life. To me that's that masculinity. It's like you know, whatever appears before me or gets thrown in my way, like I can just be here in this unwavering presence and be with it. And the bond that that created for me and my marriage is just indescribable. Like, honestly, it's something totally, and you know, it's not for everyone, obviously, but now I see it obviously, like I understand what family does, what having a baby does and how, oh my goodness. Anyways, that's for another episode. Yeah. It's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill.
Holly, thank you so much. Uh, let's quickly go through some of the people in the books you recommend before you can tell mm-hmm. us where to find you online for everybody who wants to experience what you're talking about, which I highly recommend. Okay, so who are some of the people that you recommend, you know, maybe following or you, that you're inspired by? Mm, uh, one of my teachers um, that you're probably familiar with through Jenner is Michaela Boehm and Steve James. I've, I've interviewed her. Oh, great. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's uh, a wonderful resource and a female lineage holder, which is just phenomenal to have in this modern day. For people who are interested in Tantra, there's a teacher called Christopher Wallace who has several really excellent books and a Facebook group that's very active with a lot of beautiful information about the tantric tradition. So he's someone that I follow regularly. Angela Gallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susanna Frioni is doing a series I'm loving at the moment called the MILF series. Ooh, I've interviewed her as well. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> oh, she's interviewing MILFs. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> Other than that, I to be honest, I, I can't really remember who I follow. <laughs> That's perfect. And what are some of the books that you'd recommend reading or that transformed you in one way or another? Mm, so all I can think of at the moment is this excellent fiction book that I read, a series that I read while I was breastfeeding in the early days, which is uh, called The Fever Series by Karen Moaning. And it's just this like super hot urban fiction, erotic fiction series with amazing polarity, like if you want to get turned on by this masculine-feminine dynamic between the main characters, it's awesome. So nothing intellectual, but a beautiful little indulgent fiction. (laughs) Beautiful. Any other books or shall we wrap up? That's all I can think of at the moment. Okay, cool. Beautiful. All right, Holly, thank you so much for everyone mm. listening. And I and I know that you currently, uh, you know, do events in Australia, but you, I think you have an online course about this as well, right? Um, we have a practice video that's a 20-minute at-home practice. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. that you share. Yeah, so for everyone, where they can find you to get to know you and your work? Uh, shivashaktidance.com. And if you'd like to get, there's a free guide and practice video. Maybe I'll, I'll make a coupon for your listeners and they can get the um, practice video for free. It's usually $39. So oh, awesome, yeah. Out. Maybe we can make a girl skill coupon. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, awesome. We'll have all the links. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, all right, Holly, thank you so much. Uh, good luck. I wish you all the best thank on you. this motherhood journey, and I'll speak to you soon. Great. Thanks so much, Anna. All right, girlfriend, before I tell you how you can share this episode and charge your karmic energy and where to find all the show notes and links to what my guest has just mentioned, I really wanted to extend a personal invitation to you. If you have listened to this episode until the end and you are here with me today, and if you have been listening to episodes of Girl Skill, I know that you have a special connection to me and to the message that I'm bringing into the world about femininity and womanhood and feminine embodiment. And if you do, I have a very personal invitation for you. You know, I know you're here because you crave more. You crave more joy, more radiance, and more freedom. Therefore, you're listening to this podcast to really find what is that feminine path. You're a woman who wants to stand tall on her feet to go for what you want and create a life that would make you wake up with excitement every day. But you're not there yet. You're still looking for an answer, a doorway and a path. And I've been there and I know how it feels. That voice in your head that is doubting and questioning, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if he's not the one? 
That crazy loop, that same ceiling you keep hitting every time, whether it's a pattern of unworthy men, poor decisions, anxiety, or not feeling good enough. Well, the good news is that there is a way out, and I want to show it to you. It's actually a way in into a different kind of path, a different kind of journey, a feminine, powerful path that those women who live in alignment with their feelings and desire have discovered and will never go back to the old ways. The deep knowing and truth that each one of us has, but most of us don't know how to access. That reservoir of infinite wisdom, clarity, and confidence. That flow, ease, and lightness. Would you like to experience that? If yes, I've just opened up my calendar for a few extra one-on-one free discovery sessions this week, and I'd love to speak to you in person. If you've been reading my post, as I mentioned, listening to this podcast and have an urge to reach out and explore the possibility of coaching with me, this is your chance. So you could apply for your discovery call at girlskill.com slash apply, girlskill.com slash A-P-P-L-Y. What we're going to do on this call is actually, and it's free, you know, what we're going to talk to you about is your biggest challenge and what's stopping you from what you want. I'll share some insights with you from my perspective. And if you're open to it and I feel like you're a good fit, I'll tell you more about how we can work together. And before you go, well, before you listen to the show notes and links, I want to tell you that who is this for? This is for women who are in transition and looking for a different way to connect to yourself and your femininity on a deeper level. This is for women who feel that there is something missing despite the fact that they have a perfect life and the perfect perceived success, who want to attract the right partner or enrich your current relationship with the men and create a family, who are tired of doing it all and proving everything to everyone, and who are serious about their self-development and taking their life to the next level of pleasure, magnetism, and a different way of living as a woman, but very importantly, who are ready to invest in themselves financially and who want personalized help and guidance from me. You know, I think that life is too short to live in a female body and life is too short to live this way where we're tired, confused, we don't know what's stopping us. So if this is calling for you, you feel a... Mm, body, yes. If I would be you and you fit in any of this description, I'd jump on call ASAP, girlskill.com slash apply. And I hope to see you on the call. And I'm really here to help women and guide them through this dark, confusing terrain of femininity women who don't have to live in a world where you just let go and surrender and let things come to you, where you just stop pushing so hard and proving everything to everyone. That's not the way how it's supposed to work. So girlskill.com slash apply. And I'm curious, will this be you? All right, girlfriend, I hope you enjoyed this awesome episode with Holly. And if you did, and if you feel called to, I highly recommend that you charge your karmic energy and share it with a girlfriend who perhaps wants to know more about embodiment tantra, who perhaps is a mother, like a new mother, or wants to become a mother and needs to hear our raw primal talk about motherhood and our relationship with our body. So you can share this episode straight from your podcasting app or send her to girlskill.com one Seven. So it's girlskill.com 117. And this is where you'll find all the show notes and everything that Holly recommends. And don't forget to use that checkout code, uh, girlskill on Holly's. I'm going to put up a link in the show notes. And a quick reminder as well for every woman listening who's pretty much tired, drained and unfulfilled and is confused about where to go next and how to feel into her body. I have a free training called The Lie of Female Success and how it's keeping you stuck, unfulfilled and drained. Go to girlskill.com webinar to sign up for it. I basically share with you my whole story and what I did 
to, you know, basically come from a woman that was, I didn't know who she was, didn't know any boundaries, was looking for herself and proving everything to everyone, to a woman who's deeply connected to herself and basically everything you heard in this episode and how I got there. All right. So again, that's girlskill.com slash webinar. And I can't wait to see you on the other side. And when you subscribe to the webinar, you'll also hear from me maybe about twice a week with all of my new writings and also podcast episodes. All right, girlfriend, keep running with the wolves and I'll see you next week with another awesome episode on Girl Skill Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined. Redefined.